This is Michael Coe from the Punk Rock and Politics Podcast, and you're listening to some of the best podcasts available on the internet, only on the No Phony Podcast Network. gentlemen welcome to heroes garage this is a podcast where we review movies right bill you bet (laughs) every now and then (laughs) we had a a hiatus it seems like yeah six weeks it's been almost six weeks since our last episode wow it's like the pandemic of um podcasts yeah, a lot has happened. It doesn't feel like the same world we're living in now. No, not at all. Just craziness. Yeah, and we're not going to get into a commentary about what's going on in society right now. I think there's a lots of podcasts out there that are doing... A lot of people are doing that. A lot of, lot of people. And they're doing justice to it. And we yeah. would not. We would just be no. talking off the top of our heads. And we'd yeah. rather do that about movies than about something like real important, like important life and society issues. So mm-hmm. the reason mm-hmm. why we're not talking about it, it's a deliberate decision on our part. We don't want to jump into something that serious and not take it seriously. Right. Right. All right, Tom, it seems like we have a few on the docket today as we have changed our format. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. We are going to revisit a segment that we revisit from time to time, and it's called In Case You Missed It. And we have two movies that are slotted in in that bucket. Uh, It's Logan Lucky and Psychokinesis. And we will end with a newer movie called Extraction, which was released on Netflix. So we're going to begin this podcast with a review of Logan Lucky. In this. This movie is first and foremost a heist movie. It stars make, at first glance, a bare-bones story come alive. In the end, the enjoyment lies in seeing these wonderful actors do their thing and make characters feel relatable and also drop a lot of humor (laughs) along the way. Oh, yeah. So that is my spoil-free summary of the movie, Bill. (laughs) Pretty good. Very abbreviated, but pretty good. Yeah, and we'll have to go into the stars here. I know that Adam Driver, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, uh, is in this movie, but there are others, aren't there? Yeah, there's Ch- uh, Channing Tatum, um, Daniel Craig, Farrah McKenzie. Um, I would say those are the, the top ones that most people will see and know. So we would probably agree that this is a very enjoyable film. I had a lot of fun watching it. I don't think there was a single part of this film where 
I questioned my decision to start watching it. <laughs> I never did that. Um, I think it was because the actors were doing such a a good job, but it was it was also it had kind of a visceral kind of satisfaction to it that kept me interested as well. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those movies that, quite frankly, it's unexpected because it, and it's fun, and um, you know, you, you you think of these movie stars like um, Channing Tatum, who is you know often the studly uh, type of character and often casted as that. Uh, hey, it's a celebration. So. <laughs> Tom, you didn't tell me that we were going to have some celebration here off of that. That's part of the all-new Heroes Garage. (laughs) I am now recording from my backyard, and all the sounds and smells like that come with it. Well, not the smells. Well, well, awesome. Well, let me just scroll back a little bit. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh, and Steven Soderbergh's claim of fame uh, was Traffic in 2000, where he won a Oscar for that movie. And um, that was his huge claim of fame. Before that was um, you had Sex, Lies, and Videotape in 1999, or 1989, which was also a breakthrough movie for him. And then Aaron Brockovich, of course, was um, Julia Roberts, um, big Oscar winning. I believe that's when she won that. And then you had um, a a plethora of other uh, films, um, that he was a part of and he's been a director for a very long time and this project would I would go under the cusp of being a fun project and um, his spouse um, I think it was his spouse is Jules Asner well she's the writer for that I think mm. I don't know she's no she's not the spouse never mind anyway uh, she is the writer in this and um, excellent writ- writing, especially with the dialogue that you have. But you could tell that Steven Soderbergh just has a lot of fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't shock me at all that the director had has had such success because this movie, although it's it's fun, it's hilarious, it's well pieced together, at least in my view. Oh, I think yeah. the, the pacing is really good. The story doesn't have these major potholes in in a lot of stories like these types of movies tend to they tend to gravitate to poor storytelling and i didn't feel that way about this movie well especially when you have an actor um like tatum right who comes across as like i said is more of a a playboy type of actor and um to have soderbergh really turn him into a character that is more intelligent um, and that he is playing not an action hero, but an actual heist type movie. Um, It it just is a lot of credit, I believe to the director um, in this, Uh, you know, this movie has been around for a couple of years and I'm sure a lot of people um, might've missed it. Um, They probably see it and they look at the movie stars and maybe go, eh, you know, this may be not something I want to watch, but by all means, it, uh, there is an investment to be made here. Yes, and I'm not sure there's a whole lot to talk about as far as visuals, special effects, or chore- choreography. Uh, it's pretty straightforward as far as how the film is shot. Did you did you um, notice anything interesting in, in kind of the visual aesthetic of this movie? 
No, not as much. I mean, it, it, it does center around the NASCAR world. So there's a lot of the NASCAR part of it. Um, I think the, the, the cinematography, uh, because Soderbergh tends to be a cinematographer more, he has these ways of how he zooms into characters when they're doing these dialogue, dialogues, right? And, um, I mean, when you have Daniel Craig, when he comes on screen and how the camera moves to him, it's, it's exciting because it has like this kind of a, um, I would say like a, a composition, a musical composition to it. It doesn't, it's, they're not static shots through, through it. it the, the camera moves a lot, um, as the cut, as the actors are, um, saying their dialogue, as there's confrontation, as their story develops and, so um, you, you, I, I got to give a lot of the movie credit to Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. So, Bill, if you were to rate this a thumbs up or a thumbs down, what would you rate this? Well, it's definitely a, a big high thumbs up. And he does a lot of creativity um, with this movie. Adam Driver is just, man, what a great actor. Um, the, the way he plays the actor who, and not spoilers is, you know, he's missing an arm. <laughs> yeah. And so he's enjoyable. I just, I, you know, it, this is one of those movies that you really, if you haven't really fallen in love with Adam driver as an actor, you really do in this one. And, um, what I really like about this too, is they really play on a stereotype of the South and how people in the South are also stereotyped and being not as intelligent and smart. And this is a very smart movie and, uh, it, it is enjoyable. It's fun to watch. And, um, I think anybody who, uh, will jump into this will not be disappointed at all. Yes. I agree. I would definitely give it a thumbs up. It was an incredibly entertaining and fun movie to watch. So we will transition on to our second film in this bucket. And the bucket is called, in case you missed it, the movie is called Psychokinesis. It's a drama wrapped in a supernatural film. A down-on-his-luck absentee father reunites with his business-owning and activist-turned-activist daughter who is fighting organized crime to maintain ownership of her business and her property how do you like that for a summary man pretty good i would say yeah because you kind of nailed it right there and let the audience know this is a south korean film yes and this actually builds on my belief that south korea knows how to make horror films and they know how to make these like parasite i don't know what you would categorize parasite as this is I don't know. I think about Parasite. I think tra- about Train to Busan. I think about Psychokinesis, and it makes me happy, and I have warm feelings. I like this movie. Yeah, what's interesting about this movie is it's, uh, it is it um, is one of a couple movies, I believe, that he made after the Train to Busan. So, um, you know, what, what's hard, I, I think, when this movie is, I don't know if I like it, I don't. Um, there's some, it, to me, it, I just felt like it didn't know which way it wanted to go. Um, you know, whether it wanted to be a superhero movie or it wanted to be a fighting movie, 
um, or some kind of political statement and, you know, with capitalism and the corruption that's there. Um, I had a real hard time kind of gauging what was going on with this movie, Tom. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was like a movie caught in its adolescence. It mm-hmm. struggled to, to feel that coordinated. It struggled to put together complete sentences at points. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it had so much fun wrapped into it that at the end of the day, I really loved it. There's a lot of emotionality, which is also similar to right. adolescence as the fireworks goes off around me. <laughs> um, it's just how special this episode is. They're, they're happy yes. that we're back in our podcast, Tom. It's kind of this is a good rabbit hole there. This is a lot like Murphy's Law. There has not been a a lick of action in the subdivision for months because of the virus and everything else. So I decided that this was a good night to be out in my back porch recording live. And we have lots of action. So it just makes it fun. Um, It's almost like the July 4th weekend that isn't July 4th weekend. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so the movie, yeah, I know the the movie kind of has that kind of um, dysfunction about it in, yeah. for me, in ways that were enjoyable, and probably because I'm a bit of a, a sucker for father daughter movies where the the father needs to try and win the affections right. back of his daughter. I like that part of it. Right, right. Yeah, I think that uh, knowing you is that, uh, and you're Mister Payoff, right? Uh, I can see the ending being the payoff that is the glue for your review of this entire movie. Is that the case there, Tom? Yeah, when you have a payoff, and this one does have a payoff. And See, the thing is that you don't get a payoff if you don't sell out, and they go for it. They do. They do not care how goofy they look. They don't care how unconventional this super-powered individual is they're not looking for some kind of beautiful superman aesthetic here and they own it and when you do that they also own the emotional parts of it they make it believable and when you do that you win me over and see i think that's where we kind of diverge here in our review no yes i know i i'm gonna have to be the opposite the 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 yang to the yang um, I felt that, and, and, and it's funny because I will watch the, the, the movies and being the head of the household here, I will dominate the TV viewing and, and they will just watch it with me and I will get the feedback. Like, are you still watching this film while I'm watching it? And, um, I will see a movie through just because I, I'm trying to kind of bring it together, see where they're going. How do I feel? But I just felt like it it was these scenes or these sequences were these montages that it did not really fulfill the character like I would. And I, I don't know if it's because of just being um, lambasted with Marvel for the last 10 years and superheroes. Maybe that's I'm, I'm kind of jaded when I get to something like this. It just. I just felt the lack of direction, even though I did like the ending, um, it just didn't give me the payoff that I wanted. And it felt too muddled. And uh, the the main character felt too weak and sappy. And um, I felt with with the train of Bashan, it was tight. 
It was focused. It had a direction it was going to. And I felt like this one did not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, well, for one, I thought that the antagonist was actually the daughter and not the father. And I yeah. thought the direction, the through line for this movie was actually through her lens. And that held the movie together for me. Um, I thought the characters uh -huh. stayed they stayed true to the to what we were told that they were about. And he was a loser to the end. And he was struggling <laughs> an uphill battle, even when he had superpowers, which I enjoyed. And so it's I think this might be, you know, one person's yum is another person's yuck. And so if we were to to wrap this up, this particular review up, would you give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, Bill? I'd have to give it a thumbs down. I would have to give it a thumbs down. I just felt like uh, the payoff came too late, um, that it just didn't lack the direction. Um, the, the father of the character just didn't have enough change of direction and conviction. Um, you're right. I think his just loser mentality just hung with me too much that I didn't feel like that grand change came too late. Yeah. Now, for me, I would say that if you are sick of Marvel films, watch this film. This does not pretend to be a Marvel film. It's actually not as much about the father nearly as much as it is about the daughter. It is got more of an emphasis on an actual relationship story. And it's not filled with all this beer kegger humor that has riddled the Marvel universe. So I would give this a thumbs up. <laughs> Beer kegger humor. Oh yes. my gosh. Look no further than Tony Stark. I want, say no more. What Wikipedia page did you find that on? <laughs> That's a Tom Zim <laughs> original. I mean, you <laughs> 2017, my friend. Okay. That's good. I'll okay. kudos to that. So we're going to transition on to a film that takes itself very seriously. It's a newer film. It's yeah. called Extraction, and you can find yeah. this on, on Netflix. Psychokinesis, you can find that on, was that Amazon Prime or was that That was Netflix? Amazon Prime, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so Logan, was Logan Lucky. Yep, Logan Lucky, also Amazon Prime. So Extraction, you can find on Netflix. Hemsworth, uh, a.k.a. Thor, plays an ex-military for hire character who extracts the son of a rich Indian businessman. This is a well-constructed film with nice visuals and just enough twists in the story to avoid feeling like a complete trope. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Bill, so, what do you think of the story? Well, let's get to the director. At least it's, it's Sam Hargrave. And what he is uh, known for, believe it or not, is being a stunt director. And being a stuntman himself, which he did on uh, the Avengers and Infinity War and Captain America and Birds of Prey and Deadpool. Do you see a running theme here? Marvel. Marvel. A lot of Marvel because who is Russo? Joe Russo. Marvel. The, that's right. So he is Mr. Marvel, really. And then... Um, it was also kind of based on a graphic novel called Sudad, I think it is. So um, it definitely has its origins within a uh, – when Russo gives him the chance to actually 
go out and um, direct your first movie, um, everybody knew each other. You could tell this is, you know, when you look at Russo and the director and Helmsworth, these are guys that have worked together for years. And so they have a relationship and, you know, this man gets his chance to direct a film. A stunt director gets a chance to, to direct his film. And, and I, I think that the, the end result is nothing but a stunt filled movie. Yeah. I think the stunts, obviously with the, the foundational elements that Bill just uh, outlined for us, you can see, that the highlight or the strength of this film is the action sequences and the stunt sequences. I don't know that there's a misstep in most of that. No. I think the story has some pitfalls in it, places where it doesn't convince uh, me, did not convince me as a viewer. Right. I didn't buy into it. Um, Hellboy, Hemsworth uh, interaction and all that nonsense didn't really have the emotional um <laughs> impact that, that maybe scene they was a little to. convoluted yeah i didn't really yeah. find it to be all that great and i think i wonder if hemsworth that we're so comfortable with him because we've seen him in so many marvel films that that without him i wonder if this is a movie that people would have enjoyed or felt as much warm and fuzzies with because it really doesn't break any new ground in any way but i will say one thing that I will contradict myself in, in the same breath. I did really like the visuals in this, and I like that it was based in India, and that part of it felt different. I don't know. I think one of these movies is where you could really insert this into being an Asian film. Um, you know, my family and I, we really like uh, Asian films, and uh, we're huge, huge fans of the hand-to-hand combat type films um i i thought this they had that one scene was 11 minute single take scene which was just out of this world and it was just incredible and to me just on the film side um when you see something like that it's just the choreography and the fighting and the movement and the it just it just blows me away how how much production time, how much rehearsal has to go into, um, you know, something like this. And, and if you, I don't know if you ever uh, has seen La La Land, you know, a couple years ago, and the opening scene is everybody on the highway. That that took 40 takes just for that one single take scene, and I can't imagine what it would take to do something like this. So. From a film side, when I see these action sequences, I look at it as an action movie. Uh, the story really is just there to support the action movie. It just don't make it too dumb where I just can't come believe it and these guys are just fighting each other. But I, I didn't feel that way in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's where we differ a lot in our take on movies. There's The story matters a little bit more because I don't have as much probably because I just don't have as much um, knowledge of the putting together of films and all of that nonsense. And when I look at the story here, the story really doesn't involve anything different than what we've seen a million times in action films. Um, What I say, I will say, I'll go back to it. I do agree with you that the visuals, 
uh, set this movie apart. And I think the action sequences set this movie apart. And even with that, I don't know that I ever lost interest in this film either, even though the story was pretty weak. I thought that I it kept my interest throughout. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to be dead um, because it just it moves. And when the hand to hand combat and the fighting is on scene, it just in a continuous motion. Um, I, I thought it was good. I, I did like the relationship with him and the boy. Um, I thought, you know, some people may say it could be hokey. I thought that there was a bona fide connection in there. Um, I felt it. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it worked for me um, uh, for a storyline. Yeah, there were some holes into it, and there's some things where like, well, wait. I there's a couple in particular. I was like, you know, what what are they trying to shove in there? Um, I thought the scene on the bridge was just amazing and uh, fun and uh, a nail biter. Uh, I, I, I overall, I, you know, it's it was meant to be an action movie. It's not meant to be a drama. And um, to me, I, when I dial up these type of films, the action has to pay off. Um, I think if I get way too much story that I'm like, where is the action? And then if I get a story, an all action with no story, then I'm like, okay, what are they doing this for? Mm-hmm. But to me, it was, I felt I just, I just got enough. Yeah. So if you were to rate this film, Bill, what would you rate this? A thumb up or a thumb oh, yeah. down? Oh, thumbs up. I think mm-hmm. that anybody who likes action films, if you haven't seen it already, go out and see it. Um, there's a lot of junk out on Netflix now. <laughs> so if you if you didn't get this for some chance you're late to the game i think a lot of people ended up watching this but uh definitely for me a thumbs up to go see i would also give it a thumbs up i think that it's entertaining uh fight scenes are have a payoff to them the visual aesthetic is strong and even though the story lacks i would say that people are not going to this movie to necessarily see an intelligent story. They just want to feel joy in their heart as they see a man <laughs> extract a child from a dangerous country. <laughs> so, so there we have it. We have um, uh, Logan's, uh, Logan's Lucky. Lucky Logan. Logan's Lucky. There we go. Now you got me doing it. Logan uh, Lucky. Thump. Logan Lucky. There you go. If you missed that one. It's been out a couple of years. Uh, we both agree we like it. Uh, mm-hmm. We feel that the direction and the story and the acting is fun uh, from beginning to end. And then we have um, Psychokinesis, the South Korean film. Tom felt that uh, the relationships and the storyline uh, kept everything together and had a nice payoff in the end, where I felt like it did not have any direction to it. And even though I had a good payoff in the ending, um, I didn't feel it was really worthwhile seeing it. And to wrap up our last movie, Extraction, we both agree that it's a fun action film with incredible fighting scenes. And even though the plot may not be as supportive as we would like, it was still worthwhile to see. Well stated, Bill. So Thank you. N- next, uh, we'll have to discuss a little bit in kind of, scroll through our streaming services because we're probably still not going to be out in the theater anytime soon. 
I know. I've seen a couple already. I don't know if you want to talk offline about the ones I've seen, the ones you've seen. Yeah, let's do that. We'll we'll have this discussion offline. So nice and compact. We've gone to our spoiler-free version of Heroes Garage to give people our so people can hear our opinion and still have the opportunity to watch these these films without us spoiling everything about them, right, Bill? Right. And if you want to you want to give out our Twitter handle there, Tom, if someone wants to reach out to us and tell us, um, do we like the new format? Let us know. Yeah, we are at Heroes Garage on Twitter. We are Heroes Garage Talk at gmail.com. You can reach us there by email. I am at TJaxZ on Twitter. Please uh, reach out to us, um, either positive or not so positive. We'd love any feedback at all. Yes. So for now and until next time, this has been Heroes Garage. Bye now.